Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. Thanks for taking the time to be here today and just share this space together. I just love having this time with each of you, even though it's not sitting down face to face, but I just love that we get to share this time in this space and talk about things that matter. I want to just dive right in with our verse of the month today. So it's Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I've talked about this verse a lot on other episodes this month, so I probably won't break it down very much, but I just, I have really been enjoying doing this of kind of whatever verse I'm focusing on for the month, just sharing it with you all, and maybe we're all memorizing it together or just hearing it a few times a month and just reflecting on it together. Today, the idea I want to talk about is how to get your kids to actually apologize. And we all want this, I think, on some level, right, for our kids to apologize, especially, I feel like, when we're out in public, we're at the park, we're at a play date, our kid pushes someone else's kid. We socially want them to know how to apologize. But I think there really is a deeper thing than just our mom ego of, oh no, is everyone judging me because my kid didn't say I'm sorry. It's important in life for our children to learn how to make amends, to apologize, to ask for forgiveness. And so I think this is something we all kind of want. And it's really hard if you've ever seen your kid push someone else down and you want them to apologize. It's not going to just happen because you say you have to say you're sorry. They might say they're sorry, but they are often not really apologizing. You can say words and not really mean it. So I heard an older, wiser woman, mom of, I don't remember how many kids, I don't know her well, I just heard her speak somewhere, and she said this, become the best apologizer in your house, and your kids will learn how to apologize. So that's the tricky and uncomfortable part of today's episode for us. How do you get your kids to apologize? By modeling good apologies reconciliation making it right and that's not fun or easy we especially I think when 
we're relating to people younger than us, it's easy to feel like, well, I'm, I'm in the right here. And yes, a lot of times as the parent, you know, your toddler wants a bowl of sugar for breakfast or whatever. Yes, you're in the right to not let them. And so that's not what I'm talking about. We don't have to apologize to them for that. But there are times where we may, for example, not that this has ever happened to me or actually has happened a lot of times, but my, you know, one of my kids will do something that's not okay. And I overreact. I get disproportionately mad. I'm yelling at them about something rather than addressing it in a calm and loving way. And so that's a time then when I do come back and apologize. And I've seen a lot of really good fruit from that. Not that I always do it right, but the times when I do, I, I see a big difference. And I think that this is something that has helped my children learn how to apologize. Not that we're there, not that I'm perfect or they are, but it's something we're learning. And so I just wanted to share some things that have helped for us. First, I wanted to share a couple of verses that I think were really relevant to this. So first is Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. There are going to be times where we have conflicts with our kids. We have conflicts with our husbands. We have conflicts with other people. And then when it comes to trying to make things right and have reconciliation, maybe the other person is not willing. Maybe they're still feeling upset or they're not willing to make things right with you. It doesn't matter. You can still choose to make things right with them. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You do your part. You apologize for what you have done that contributed to conflict and problems and, and that's what you can do. That's where you leave it. We can't control others, but we can control our side of things and do what we need to do towards making amends to live at peace with those in our lives. Another verse that I think is relevant here, um, Romans 2.4. So it says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So, just to clarify, no, I'm not saying God needs to apologize to us. That's not the parallel here. But when God is kind to us, even after we've really blown it and sinned in huge ways and we still feel his kindness and his compassion to us, man, that is what leads us to repentance, right? To just being broken by, oh, I cannot believe I did that. And look at the love that God is showing to me, even in spite of what I've done. And so this is where I'm saying, like, if you've had a conflict with husband, kids, whoever, you've done wrong and they've done wrong, you can come at that person telling them all of what they did wrong in the conflict and nagging them and criticizing and attacking the way they treated you. And you may be right about things that they did wrong, but is that going to really lead them to repentance? Is that really going to lead them to a soft heart that wants to change? Probably not. <laughs> Honestly, probably not. But when we come to someone with compassion, with humility, and say, hey, I really blew it in our conversation back there. I spoke in ways that weren't loving. My tone of voice was not okay. You know, I yelled, I raised my voice, or I said things that weren't true or were just hurtful and unnecessary can you forgive me? 
wow, that is so much more likely to lead the other person to say, man, me too. I'm sorry. I messed up. So I love these two verses talking to us about how we can live at peace with those around us and how we can interact with kindness because that is what will lead others to repentance for what they've done wrong as well. So I just wanted to share a couple of small examples. The first one is a time when my oldest was really quite a bit younger and there was something he had done that I don't even remember what it was, <laughs> but it was something that wasn't okay and uh, we were driving to somewhere and I was I was apparently having a bad day too and just started yelling at him about it and really just just not being kind and just kind of nagging him and berating him over and over for the same thing and he got really upset and started crying and that just really hit me so I we pulled over we parked somewhere got out of the car I asked him to unbuckle I had him come over and I just picked him up and held him and apologized to him buddy I'm so sorry that I was yelling at you what you did was not okay, but me yelling at you is also not okay. That's not how I want to treat you. That's not the kind of mommy that I want to be. I'm so sorry for acting this way. And will you please forgive me? I, I don't want to treat you this way. Can you please forgive me? I'm so sorry. And he threw his arms around my neck, just clung to me. Mommy, it's okay. I love you. I forgive you. And, and then... He apologized profusely for what he had done wrong. I'm so sorry I did that. Again, I don't remember what it was. Isn't it funny how sometimes we have big conflicts about something with someone and then we can't even remember the thing? But he apologized genuinely and in a heartfelt manner after I apologized. And I think that's a huge thing. You know, this become the best apologizer in your house and your kids will learn how to apologize when I gave him a heartfelt apology, that showed him how to give a heartfelt apology back. Not a sorry mommy, but really meaning it. So that was one really good example. And then there was another time where it was just a, I'd been grumpy all day, just kind of snappy evening and just, just done. And, um, at bedtime, I told the kids, Hey, I'm sorry. I've, I know I've just been grumpy and I haven't been kind and loving can you guys please forgive me? And my son said to me, Mommy, I would forgive you for anything. And it, I mean, it just broke my heart. It, you know, Not that I, I don't want to be doing things that I need him to forgive me for, but I think when we come to them like this, it really shows them, okay, you're a person too. I value your opinions. I value you. I'm willing to humble myself and ask for your forgiveness. One, it's going to mend that relationship. Instead of us all going to bed grumpy that night, we had a really sweet moment and we ended the day on a really great note. And then when he's messed up, he's had a rough day, he knows he can come to me and say, Mommy, I'm sorry for this. And he knows I would forgive him for anything as well. So that's kind of our perspective shift here around apologizing. If you want your kids to learn how to apologize, you need to apologize. <laughs> and I'm not talking about this. I think there is a tendency, especially women socially have this tendency to kind of over apologize. Oh, I'm sorry for this. Sorry for that. Sorry, I didn't do this. Sorry, I didn't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. And that could be a whole other episode. Maybe it will be. But I'm talking about the times we 
genuinely have done something that we know we need to apologize for, somehow that we have hurt people close to us that we know we need to really apologize for, not a society makes me think I should be sorry for not doing everything right. That's not what I mean. So jumping into the practical on this, one thing that we have done with our kids, and I think it was my husband who started this, but we don't ever tell our kids, and I'm not trying to say you're bad if you do this, just this is, we do it differently. We don't tell our kids, hey, say sorry. For me, partly because then it makes that about the words, like, okay, I've said sorry, I've done what I needed to do, mission accomplished, I can move on with my life. We talk to our kids about making it right with someone, so that reconciliation, making amends, coming back to a place of peace in the relationship, and I think this helps them to know that it's more than just our words, it's more than just, okay, I've said sorry, I've, I've done my duty. But it's actually making amends, making things right. When we hurt someone, really to repair that relationship, usually we have to do more than just say a word. So one thing that we've kind of talked through with our kids is sort of the way that we can make things right. And the first one is usually to say, hey, I'm sorry for doing this. Not just sorry, but I'm sorry that I pushed you down, little brother, or I'm sorry I stole your toy whatever it was, if you're the mom, maybe it's, sorry I yelled at you. And my kids aren't really to this point, but when I apologize to them, I do try to add something in that's like, that really wasn't loving of me, or something like, I was frustrated with what you were doing, but I really shouldn't have yelled at you, I should have taken a break to calm down instead, or kind of helping them talk through. So if my kids were a little bit older and could handle a little bit more, it might look like, Hey, I'm sorry for stealing your toy, brother. I should have just asked you if I could have a turn instead, or it's not okay for me to just take your toys. Could I please have a turn later? Kind of talking through the issue a little bit. And then I ask them, I don't necessarily ask them to do this, but I'll say, will you please forgive me? Because I think that helps to have that that reconciliation. And with my kids, when they do, you know, say they weren't listening to me and they need to apologize to me, they say, mommy, I'm sorry I wasn't listening, then I'll tell them, I always tell them, and this was definitely my husband's idea, I love you and I forgive you. They know if they come to me and they apologize for something, they will hear that I love them and I forgive them. They will get that reassurance, that comfort, that knowing, okay, our relationship has been made right. And then the last thing, and I think this is kind of key, that I do have my kids ask is, is there anything I can do to help you? Or is there anything I can do to make it right? Because sometimes we need to do something, not just say we're sorry, but we can apologize with our actions. So, you know, if one one kid knocks down the other kid's tower, comes to apologize, I'm sorry I knocked down your tower. Is there anything I can do to help you? So the other kid might say, you can help me rebuild it or can you please give me some space so that I can rebuild it on my own the way I want to? Or maybe it's, can you bring me a stuffed animal because I'm feeling sad? Or give me a hug, whatever it looks like. But doing some sort of action, I think, can really help them follow through with this idea of not just, I'm sorry, sorry, but hey, what I did wasn't okay. How can I make it right with you? How can I make amends for this hurt? So, I hope this was helpful. This is kind of a little bit more of a practical, really digging into things. But I think 
this is so important in our homes to be able to, we're going to have conflict with the people we live with, but to be able to resolve those conflicts and not just resolve them, but have reconciliation afterwards, I think is really critical to having peace in our homes. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So thank you for being here today, friends. I'm so glad we got to share this time. If you have two minutes right after this, if you would just take those two minutes and leave a rating and a written review on the iTunes, Apple podcast app, that just really helps more moms be able to find this podcast and get these positive messages. Thank you so much for being here today, friends. Have a wonderful day.